Uh, welcome to the Bicons Podcast, where we talk about film and TV shows for bisexual film buffs. Hi, everyone. This is episode one, and we just want to tell you a little bit of what we're about and who we are and shit like that. Delbar, do you want to do you want to start? Gross. Um, <laughs> we're just two idiots, I guess. We're two idiots who watch film. Um, what this is is kind of like listening to a Virgo and a Gemini go at odds about every single <laughs> popular topic in like a popular film or TV show. We're literally we're just not putting supposed a little... to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally. We're. I guess I hate how quiet it is in here. It's disgusting, but it has to be. I get it. But it's like um. You know, we're putting a little cute, like, gay, like, twist on it. Like, I love that for us. Um, basically, we talk about this anyway, nonstop, and we want to make money off of it now. So Don't say <laughs> that. You can't say that. Why no, not? we do it for fun, and it's fun. I mean, we do do we're it for fun. We're zillennials, and we're poor. I'm allowed to say I want to make money. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's anyway, just- ACAB. <clears throat> Uh, police are the pandemic. I'm reading off of a sign on our wall. Our house is really cool. You, um, whoever's listening, should come uh, visit. It's really cute. Yeah. We should do a house tour. It's like, very gay. Like influencers, you're stepping on my cord. You know. Sorry, we have a dog in the room. He's a cutie pie, cutie pie pants, but he's very needy, and he likes to step on my cord. And we took his toy away because it was quite noisy. You know, he's mad. Um, my son's name is Willie. Yes. Um, he's the best and only dog in the whole world only dog um, in the whole world <laughs> that's really mean i have two other dogs um, <laughs> oh my god that's so true but I, I love him he's 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 the love of my life sweetie pie he's a very him. good boy he converted delbar into liking dogs yeah because he's so good a huge feat he didn't even try <laughs> it was nice i'm more of a cat person really you think Fleabag is a cat person or a dog person? Cat person. Ah! A cat person. Definitely. Cat person. No question. Yeah, she's a cat person. She doesn't have the patience for dogs, and like I feel that. I do love cats. I can't wait to live that life I want to live, where I live in like the rural coast of like Portugal, and like have like twenty cats. That's a bit excessive. Nineteen cats. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, this is gonna be brilliant. I want I want a farm on some coastline in Europe with a mountains in the background with a farm with Delicious. a bunch of dogs and, and goats. So uh, how are we holding up? Not good. <laughs> Not good. Yeah, <laughs> I wish you rough. didn't ask that. <laughs> oh my god. We hope uh, everybody out there is dealing with uh quarantine okay. We're not, but we hope you are. God, I'm like running out of. I think I've plateaued. I think I plateaued like all the possible fun I could have with like this, like a little break. Some people are describing it as a break. It's been six months. It's not a break. Has it really been six months? March, April, May, June, July. I remember the the day, the first day I worked from home, the first day quarantine started for me, which was March 17th. I remember that because I still have like the e- the first like email I got from work when I worked from home. Yeah. So it was March 17th for me. 
I mean, I've been kind of uh, luckier than you in this whole situation because I still have to go to work sometimes. So, like, I am forced to go out of the house and, like, get ready for something at the beginning of the day. And I know a lot of people, like, don't have that right now and, like, have kind of lost their entire sense of routine. Which couldn't, maybe isn't a problem for some people, but I'm very attached to my routine. Mm Mm-hmm was lol <laughs> like what fucking routine now right. it hurts it hurts i'm a virgo <laughs> i can't handle this i've had like eight mental breakdowns now you're small not to large it's like i don't know i'm i'm scraping scraping through i spent 197 dollars <laughs> on mozzarella cheese dippers like the ones from high school i had no choice but to buy them in bulk, f- directly from the manufacturer, it arrived in a package as large as me. Did you know it was going to be 300 mozzarella, mozzarella sticks? Absolutely. I had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> I had no choice at all. It was a one. It was an investment. Oh, truly. yeah. We still have about Coming 30 clutch. or 40 in the freezer. Yeah. Yeah. I gave, a, I gave some to like my best friends. It's wonderful. Gift giving practice. <laughs> We're doing crazy things, at least. Things we thought we'd never do before, like I got a gelato maker. I've been baking a lot. I've been baking a lot. Um, I've been cooking a lot more than I ever did. Yeah. Which is exciting. But um, I don't know. I think the whole state of the world right now um, has also kind of led us to be more serious about this. We've been planning by... uh, the Bicons podcast for like a year now. I actually yeah. found like our first like doc or our first like brainstorming thing or something. Huh. And it was from August of last year. So it's literally like been a year in right. planning. And um but a lot got in the way because like life happens, but we're if that's one thing I think quarantine has given us is we've had more time to actually focus and put a lot of heart and soul into yeah. this for you guys it's nice yeah i always wanted to have a podcast i just didn't know Same. what type i never expected it to be gay honestly no i mean i was, that was hoping it'd be about film that was another thing too is like when we first started talking about having a podcast it was more um or it wasn't more but like we it took us a while to actually pin down that it was going to be about bisexual film and tv shows at yeah. first it was just going to be like kind of like um current events and like commentary and just like us bullshitting around because we always thought that we had like really good conversations about stuff like on car rides and stuff and we wanted to start recording shit like that um yeah but now we've sort of zeroed in on this and i'm glad we did yeah it's cool i always wanted to start one on my own for a long time but um you know we have idiots join the ride so it's fine (laughs) (laughs) it's fine (laughs) um so fleabag Tell us about where you're from. Spicy. Um, I'm from Baltimore City. The last time we tried to record this, I brought up um, Donald Trump's tweet about Baltimore. The, uh, the uh, what do you call it? The rodent-infested shithole, basically. Um, I'm yes. from there. <laughs> um, I beg to differ. Um, I love it here. I mean, I'm sick of it. I uh, can't wait to leave, but I also love Baltimore, and I'm glad I'm from here, and now Delbar lives here with me. 
It's nice. I like it here. I grew up in the suburbs and I always wanted to live in the city, but I worked my whole life in DC and I it would be kind of underwhelming to live in DC, but living in Baltimore was a whole new experience for me. Right. Especially in the city. And I really like it here. Yeah, I really like Baltimore City. I love it. I grew up in I shouldn't say like exactly Montgomery County, LMAO, right outside of DC. Um DC was like my city that I went to as a kid. It wasn't here. Um, both of my best friends <clears throat> this was their city. Baltimore City was their city. I think it's really cool. Yeah, you know, typical yeah. immigrant family. Um, taught myself English type shit. Never went to East Hall though. Hey, <laughs> Sesame Street really did yeah. <laughs> really did everything for me. I'm sure you're not the only person with that. I know, experience. right? Yeah. I would love to get connected to other kids who um believe that like Sesame Street taught them English. Yeah. And I do credit it to like mostly just Sesame Street. But yeah, um we're in Baltimore now. I've never left. Um we were going to leave, but uh you know, coronavirus. Coronavirus. Uh kind of stopped that, but um like any fucking millennial in their 20s were planning on moving to California or you know saying fuck it and going to Europe when this is all said yeah. and done I have a really strong attachment to Europe I um yeah. I like feel at home every time I go more than here Same. I think it's because like I'm not as stressed politically maybe yeah. I'm only so stressed politically because I live literally like by dc i grew up around dc my whole life i definitely have this theory that like people are more stressed out more politically the closer they are to dc or like other important like political hubs like i feel like because we grew up in like baltimore and dc and we're like you're fucking what 20 minutes from the white house i'm like 45 minutes from the white house yeah and i feel like because we've lived like so close to everything that happens in this country like our entire lives literally um i feel like very stressed out all the time it's gross i've like met politicians there's like there's all of these like tropes of like living in dc like oh you might pass by so-and-so red kavanaugh type shit um and it's all very strange and weird. <laughs> we met Bernie Sanders once. We oh didn't meet him. We didn't Sorry. meet him. We, we saw, saw him outside of Union Market. <laughs> we were like enjoying our noodles. Yeah. And he was taking pictures directly outside of our table. How about you talk about some of your favorite? Who are some of your favorite influencers? Um, I don't know. I don't really have a really um, connection to any like what you would call like influencers. I guess I have like favorite like celebrities is more do i even have favorite celebrities i don't know um you have to have some influencers who like youtubers or podcasters youtubers yeah that's what i mean oh okay i feel bad because they're like fucking all white men um oh my god (laughs) i don't really like i don't know i'm like not to be like that fucking guy but i'm not really on social media like i literally have tiktok and like twitter you are and that's it and yeah um but i do like watch youtube but i watch like cody and noel and drew gooden and danny gonzalez and curtis connor um i used to watch like a lot of like beauty youtubers like bella fiore who's like also a true crime Mm. person um eleanor neal is another true crime person that i really like but i kind of um i haven't like i'm like so far behind on all of those things 
You yeah. don't have to be totally up to date. Just who are some of your yeah. favorites, I guess? You listed some. I mean, yeah, that's like pretty much. I think Curtis Connor is like my favorite. He's yeah. like, he's really great. He's the closest to like my sense of humor, I think. And like we have like the same tastes and stuff. And like he loves Harry Styles and I love Harry Styles. And um, I don't know. I really love Curtis Connor. And he's like really um, like progressive and he always takes like um, any like criticism really well and like he acknowledges his privilege a lot and yeah. i just really like him anyway my favorite influencer is shane dawson <laughs> oh nisian what <laughs> happened to him oh my god also i'm pretty sure Curtis <laughs> connor's by like i'm like almost positive oh, go on. like he's never said it and like he has like a really long-term girlfriend but i'm almost positive he's a bi. fellow bicon yeah i feel like he's by i feel like if he ever breaks up with his girlfriend he's gonna get a boyfriend he has to be by look at him I don't really listen to podcasts. I really don't. I've started listening to the oh, Michelle Obama I podcast. I should have said that. Like what podcasts I listen you can. to. Well, um, I don't listen to podcasts, but some of my favorite YouTubers are Chris Clemens for sure. <laughs> He's funny. Um, my p- top two favorite are Chris Clemens and Evelyn from the Internet's. Mm-hmm. I love her. Smack your lip. <laughs> yes, I love her videos. And then, um, recently I'm into Cortrezy. And Mac does it. I've never really been into them before, but I watch them and I really like their videos. D'Angelo Wallace is cool too, but admittedly, I haven't seen mm-hmm. anything other than his newer content. Yeah. I'm like very, um, I stick to like what I know. Like when it comes to stuff like that, like I rarely branch out and like watch people that I didn't watch before. So like that's why, like, um, the people that I watch, like, now is who I've, like, always watched. Like, I don't really, I don't know. I never really, like, watch content that I don't, that I wouldn't normally watch. Like, I don't browse YouTube. I literally, like, only watch the people that I'm subscribed to. Oh. I mean, I, I like to, like, yeah. I, I used to be into, like, really cringy people. Like, the whole, like, right. vlog yeah. squad not this vlog squad. Sorry, the British one with Zoella, Alfie, right? Yeah, Marcus, Naomi, Tanya Burr. I still follow. her I on used Instagram. to love watching the American vlog squad, like crack videos. You know, like they call them like crack videos What's or whatever. Oh, oh, with just like compilations yeah. of like all the stupid shit. I just like I oh, love yeah. I love watching crack videos of stuff I hate like Riverdale crack videos and vlog squad crack videos and like shit and like Game of Thrones crack videos like I <gasps> love I love one of my favorite things is to like when Game of Thrones season eight was happening one of the funnest things for me to do was like go through the Game of Thrones tag every like show day and just watch people have breakdowns. That shit was so fucking <laughs> oh hilarious. Oh my god. It was like, oh shit, like what's going on? Like why are y'all so mad? <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god, it was so fun. No. I don't I love that shit. Um anyway, um <laughs> podcasts I listen to. Um I I wanted to start a podcast because I like listened to so many in the past couple years and granted they're all true crime podcasts. Um, I listened to my favorite murder, obviously. Um, and that's why we drink, um, wine and crime. I listened to some morbid for a while there. I literally like exclusively listened to true crime podcasts and like didn't listen to music for like months. Mm. Um, 
But yeah, and Jesus. Yeah, but I really, yeah, I really love them. But you don't listen to many, do you? I respect that. No, I don't. I'm, I listen to my music more. I put a, I do a lot of investing in like finding new music. Maybe in the way you do investing and finding new podcasts. I don't listen to podcasts, and here I am <laughs> trying to run a podcast like I know something. I don't. They're really like relaxing for me. Like I don't know. I feel like I can zone out better when I'm listening. It's kind of like my what I use for like my background when I'm doing oh. like work and stuff. Like when I'm at work or like when I'm driving or something like that. It's yeah. It like kind of relaxes me more so than music like does sometimes. That reminds me of how like people in the olden days would sit around with like a radio and like literally yeah. listen to stories on right. the radio. Oh my god, that's so cool. That began podcasting. Yeah, I think that's pretty really much. Cool. <laughs> you just like listen around like during yeah. dinner with your family and just like listen to a story on the yeah. radio or someone talk on the radio. Mm. I think that's cool. Yeah. Influencers. Literally, <laughs> they were influencers. Oh my god. One of these days we have to do an episode on influencers we don't stand. Oh my god. Because that would be fun oh, as fuck. We're like absolutely going to have like drama specials. <laughs> like I feel like oh eventually. Oh my god. Just because. I would I don't love. Know. Can we do that? Yeah. Like YouTube commentary type shit? Here's why I think that's a valid idea. Like I think a lot of people think talking about drama is like vapid. But from where I am standing, most of the time drama like eventually can be boiled down to like politics and like civil rights and you know shit like that because a lot of the times when somebody's like called out for being problematic it's because they did something like uh pretty like apt to the times and like that's why they're getting canceled or whatever so it's also good to like report on the news you don't have to be bashing anybody you can still report on the news without yeah asking people to like um go attack somebody yeah you know, yeah. I don't think any drama channel necessarily asks for people to attack somebody. No. But it's nice to report on the news. I definitely love to, like, listen to, like, tea spell videos, like, while I do my makeup yeah. or while I'm doing random shit around the house. Yeah. Only because most of the time they're talking about influencers that I grew up with getting canceled. People like Gabby Hanna and Shane Dawson and more. Like, these are people that were our generation's right. influencers. It's finally nice to see that, like, they're getting um, yeah. Meeting the swift hand of justice. Yeah. Finally. Well, um, why did you want to start a podcast about bisexual like media, basically? I don't know if many of you can relate, but growing up there wasn't much of that anywhere. <laughs> anywhere no. for me. Um, and it took me a really long time. I think partially because of how I grew up. Um, everything was very like sexually repressed. Like nobody in my family talked about sex. Um, it was just kind of expected that you don't ask about it in a brown mm-hmm. household. That's how most of them go. You don't talk about sex ever, period. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as your family's concerned, it doesn't exist. And so I never knew how to articulate anything about it or like my feelings about it. And I still struggle with that. Hopefully this will be a practice to like help with that. But yeah, this is this is good for my, literally this is good for my health. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it's good for my health to be able to articulate how I feel about men and women. Um because both are different, right? It's kind of nuanced. Mm-hmm. Um, you can say the same. Anyone who's bisexual yeah. can say the same. Um, how, like, growing up in this type of shit <laughs> has, like, influenced my feelings on that 
or or even like personal experiences it's nice to be able to talk about that somewhere because growing up i wanted to hear somebody talk about that you know yeah it felt like i went in blind when i found out found out (laughs) and that's how it feels when you're like when you don't talk about sex you're finding out that you're bisexual i um I didn't necessarily come from like a sexually repressed household. Like sex wasn't like necessarily like something we didn't talk about, but like it was just me and my mom for like most of my life and it just never came up. Yeah. And like, and it just, I don't know. It was, it wasn't necessarily like forbidden or anything, but it was, I don't know how like the subliminal messaging like got in, but like I knew that like I wasn't allowed to be gay. Like, I knew. I, I was never, like, explicitly told by, like, anyone in my family. I'm sure, like, there was just stuff that I heard as a child of, like, my family talking about other people that, like, gave me the impression, like, you're not allowed to be gay. But I feel like for, honestly, like, looking back on it, I feel like for most of my life, I knew that I was into, into girls. But I, like, w- literally was not, like, okay with it, was nowhere near ready to accept it until, like college i remember like the first time that i like said it out loud to like my friends was like when trump got elected because i was like oh this, <laughs> is, this is it like i like great timing you know what i mean like this because i was like i don't know I this don't, is it yeah, yeah I was, like, that's this how is it feels it. yeah and i like i don't know but like i've always like known and there was just never anything like on tv like i, I never saw it was always very like you're straight or you're gay and that's it and like and even as like you started to get more gay content, it was never like bi content. Like I can't really name anyone from my childhood that I remember being bi. Like I can name probably like gay characters, barely. Mm. But um, yeah, I just didn't remember. So like I always, it was like I knew bisexuality. Like once I like got older, I knew bisexuality was like valid for other people, but I didn't think it was something that like I could be. Mm-hmm um because like i heard like my like my parents like overheard my parents like having conversations with like their siblings or their friends or like stuff like that saying like oh you're not like you can't be bisexual like just choose like shit like that you know or like you you have to be like one or the other and um yeah and like they'll never know now so it's fine <laughs> um but yeah so i feel like for me it's just nice I mean, thankfully, like, most of my friends are gay, if not all, are, like, gay in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Which is something I also, like, never had as a kid. Um, I feel like I was always, like, the gay person in the group, even before I, like, knew I was gay. Like, I feel like all of my friends were, like, straight. And, like, as I grew older, I, like, like, subconsciously just started getting more, like, gay friends. And I feel like eventually that made me, like, more comfortable with. Yeah coming to terms with like my own sexuality and now i'm like fucking 25 years old and i've only been out whatever you want to say out gross out since yeah. i was what like 20 or something like that i guess same i never really thought about it that way but in high school i was um i was in our gay straight alliance my high school had a gay straight alliance um and my ex was like one of the founding members and one of my closest friends was one of the founding members. And I tell myself, I told myself that I joined it for them mm-hmm. and I called myself an ally through and through. 
because I don't know how to explain it. And I know somebody can relate to this. And I do think it's because I grew up in like my sort of household. But I literally didn't I have a very easy time not confronting things about myself. Mm-hmm. Very easy. I can just forget about it. Yeah, same. <laughs> I can just like never, ever, ever think about it until somebody or something is like, hey, have you ever considered that um, A squared plus B squared equals C squared? And it's like, oh my God, it equals C squared, yeah. doesn't it? And it's like the craziest thing in the whole world. <laughs> but I've talked to other people who did exactly what I did went through high school joining the clubs right Mm -hmm. and like having the feelings and getting the rumors spread about them in their schools but still outright denying it even to their closest friends because that's what you genuinely genuinely Mm -hmm. think about yourself like no i'm just an ally like i'm straight and that's fine and valid and good Mm -hmm. but i was lying to myself yeah no (laughs) i was lying to myself i literally think back on like shit that I was interested in or like ways that I dressed or like how I talked or like stuff like that from when I was like little and it's like yeah I literally feel like I've been gay like my whole life when I like look back on it but like unfortunately I went to a catholic school so we had no such thing as like any of those groups it was sort of like that's crazy to me and it was like an all-girls catholic school and there everyone was gay like everyone in my school was gay but it was sort of like a don't ask don't tell type of situation because it wasn't something you could talk about like it wasn't something that like teachers or administration could know and there were some like devout like catholic fucking well why what would happen if they knew they like it was just like like snarky like catty shit like i remember this i think it was probably my junior or senior year in my math class a bunch of girls like got together and like made a list of people who like they thought were gay oh my god and this one girl like found out she was on the list and like took it to the principal's office and like got everybody in trouble and like shit like that and it was like a story for a week and it was like oh i wonder if so-and-so's gay but everyone was gay it was a thing it was it was so weird like i have no way of like describing it and like i knew i was gay in high school like deep down like i had crushes on people Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah and i don't know it just everyone in my friend group was really cool about it like we had gay friends we had trans friends and like stuff like that um yeah but the culture as a whole like being in a catholic school it had to be like repressed it was it was Mm -hmm. it wasn't something i could like go to a guidance counselor and talk about if i wanted to you know shit because they weren't literally they could not know no. um oh my and god it's really unfortunate that like we didn't have any type of like support or like allyship type group yeah that's that gross been a part of. gay people exist you know re- regardless of whether or not you attend a catholic school or yeah not like it should be there the gsa yeah. should be in catholic school yeah and even like when i got to college I I felt like sometimes I was lying about being bisexual. Like it's like a very I've noticed that like being on social media more that like a lot of like especially bisexual girls like think they're lying to themselves about being bisexual. They're like, "Oh, maybe I'm just being bisexual because I want I I like I want 
to be like oppressed or like i want attention i want attention yeah or like maybe i'm just lonely and like i can't get a guy i thought that yeah and that's like something you like you like it's like ingrained (sighs) in you that you like you have to pick yeah and if you're I'm not and it's like that. yes i'm confused but i'm confused because you made me confused you made huh. like you ingrained like some bullshit binary in me that made me confused when like yeah. in reality i know that i like more than one gender yeah and it's like i'm really glad that like now i'm in a place where like all of my friends know and like all of my friends are also gay in some way shape or form and like yeah i've had some of my friends tell me to like choose which is weird yeah um but i i I always like wrote it off or did not take it personally enough to Mm -hmm. take them serious Mm -hmm. because i was that confident by the time thank god yeah um i'm coming to like different conclusions now about being bisexual but that's for a later point in time (laughs) i will not discuss this at this current point in time but i don't know there were definitely like gay teachers in my school and I like knew they were gay. Oh, yeah. I knew it. And I wanted to talk to them about it yeah. so badly or even just drop a hint that like, I'm like you. Mm-hmm. I wanted to drop that hint yeah. somehow. I don't fucking know how, but I don't know. I wanted that support system, even though we had GSA. So I can't imagine people in Catholic school, you know, that's enough about us, I guess. Well, this is episode one. Um, episode two is about a show called Atypical, and episode three is about a show called Shit's Creek. And after that, we're just going to be talking about more LGBT representation in film and TV shows. Sounds delicious. Hello. Oop. Telling me coronavirus cases are growing, but slowly today. Stop. <sighs> oh my God, we get alerts about coronavirus in our city. 72 new cases. Anyway, if you have any um, gay or bisexual recommendations, other film, TV shows that you want to see us talk about, I know we're just starting out, but we have a lot to say and we have so much time to watch thanks to quarantine. <laughs> you can email us at biconspod at gmail.com or submit a contact us form on our page on our website, biconspodcast.com. We have uh, an Instagram, which is Bicons Podcast, and Twitter is Bicons Pod, um, and our website is Biconspodcast.com. Um, you can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, and um, hopefully we'll be on Apple Podcasts by the time this comes out, but... um. Who knows? Um, if you do like us, please leave us a five-star review. It helps us more than you could know. Muchísimas gracias for tuning in. You'll see us next time, hopefully. We'll talk about a show you like, maybe. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bicons podcast. Our cover art is by Taylor Davis and Jamie Sheep. Our music is by Lizzie Inspired. Check out our website at biconspodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at Bicons Pod and Instagram at Bicons Podcast.